0: I'm Kyle Poletto and welcome to Walkthrough, Sifter's weekly recap on the biggest news in gaming. Each Sunday, I'll take you through the biggest updates, exciting reveals and controversies in video games. Here is the news for Sunday, 5th of June. Let's go. While E3 might not be happening this year, plenty of industry showcases and game events are. The first cab off the rank was this week's PlayStation State of Play event, which went live early in the AM hours on Friday morning. There are a lot of key big releases announced, including a suite of new games from Capcom and titles for the upcoming PlayStation VR 2. Capcom announced their long-rumored remake of Resident Evil 4 with a short teaser trailer showing a very moody Leon Kennedy. It'll be out March 24, 2023 and will include support for PlayStation VR 2, which means that a version of this game has come out on every platform since the PlayStation 2. Talk about the gift that keeps on giving. Sticking with the VR games, Resident Evil Village as well as No Man's Sky will be available on the VR headset, and we got a bit more gameplay for the Horizon Forbidden West spin-off, Horizon Call of the Mountain. Stray, the third-person cyberpunk adventure game starring an adorable cat, is coming out on July 19 and will be launched as part of the new PlayStation Plus service. Striking Distance Studios, founded by former Dead Space co-creator Glenn Schofield, showed off the sci-fi horror title, The Callisto Protocol, that is filled with weird flesh monsters and robots. It's set to release in December this year. Insomniac's 2018 PS4 title, Spider-Man, will be getting a full PC release in August, including all its DLC, with the sequel Spider-Man Miles Morales due to release later in the year as well. It'll feature all the bells and whistles you'd expect from the PS5 version like ray tracing, updated textures, plus the updated face for Peter Parker and more. Street Fighter VI was unveiled in a very flashy trailer filled with impressive graphics and showed off some of the combat as well as the really interesting looking open world single player experience. And Final Fantasy XVI unveiled a new trailer filled with giant battles against massive demigods and summons including Ifrit, Titan and Shiva. It'll be coming out towards the middle of 2023. We'll bring you more gaming announcements next week on Walkthrough, when Summer Games Fest, Tribeca Games Showcase, Netflix's Games Weekend, and the Xbox and Bethesda Showcase kick off starting on June 10. Nintendo has unveiled more details of the next big chapter of the Pokemon franchise, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Both games will release on November 18 and will feature new legendary Pokemon Coridon and Miraidon, which both kind of look like motorcycle dragons. But the internet only cares about the brand new pig Pokemon Lechonk, which got the fan artists working overtime. The latest installment in the insanely popular franchise is said to be focusing on open world exploration and will allow room for multiplayer gameplay that includes battling, trading and exploring with up to four players. It's also supposedly the first non-linear Pokemon game. You'll be able to head off in any direction you choose and there are many long overdue character customization options to allow all players to better represent themselves in game. But the real story might be just how hot the two new Pokemon professors are, with fans such as Sifter producer Adam Christou losing their minds over Professor Sada and Professor Turo, who are unique to their own versions of the game. Not only do you have to choose which legendary to go for, you now have to pick which hot professor will guide you on your Pokemon adventure. What an interesting time we live in. The PC game collecting community was rocked this week after an investigation revealed that a huge number of rare vintage games in circulation are actually forgeries. It all came to light in the Big Box PC Game Collectors Facebook group, when Administrator Kevin Ung received copies of three classic games, Akalabeth, Temple of Apsai, and the Japanese edition of Mystery House, from well-known collector Enrico Ricciardi. Ung became suspicious that the games were forgeries and reached out to others in the group who had received games from Ricciardi, many of whom said they too believed they had bought fakes. This is a massive blow to the community, and while it may seem trivial from the outside, some of these games were the collector's prized pieces and certainly were not cheap. Group admins are saying they've traced how many forged games they believe to be in circulation and estimate that more than $100,000 worth of transactions have been made over the fake games. In a statement to the group, administrators had this to say. There have been others coming forward who have been investigating the same thing, but since we're dealing with an amount of alleged fraud that will likely involve police or litigation, they have asked to be kept confidential at this time. Their evidence substantiates our own. Ricciardi denies the accusations, and you can read the full story over at Kotaku, which is in the show notes. Speaking of preserving older games, the Embracer Group, who you might remember just bought up a bunch of Square Enix's non-Japanese studios, will be opening their own game museum. It's called the Embracer Games Archive, and here is CEO David Boostrom in the warehouse in Karlstad, Sweden. Since last time, we have moved every pallet and every box to this location, so now I'm proud to say that we got every game and everything we own at the same place. This is the place where we will start our big journey of building this archive. Meaning that we have to sort out every boxes that we got and we need to create a big database so we know which game we got and which games we ain't got. And also in this location, every game that we acquire and buy will be located here. The archive currently has around 50,000 objects in the collection and the aim is to eventually make the games available for exhibitions around the world and assist researchers and journalists. Embracer Group owns Gearbox Entertainment, THQ Nordic, and Kosh Media, so it's likely they've got a fair few of these rare games sitting in one of their many offices. If you're a gamer in France, some new lingo just dropped, and no, it's not the latest meme or game reference. According to reporting from The Guardian, French government officials are updating their official language guidance by banning and replacing English phrases and anglicised terms that have made their way into French conversations, and that includes a bunch of gaming terms. The language changes announced by France's Culture Minister were issued in their official journal, making them binding for government workers. Pro gamers becomes joueur professionnel. Esports is jeu vidéo de compétition. And streamer is joueur animateur indirect. The entirely new French terms, some of which are direct translations and others are more creative, longer phrases, are part of a centuries long tradition of protecting the French language. Government ministries aim to prevent the degradation and debasement of its language with monitoring the slow creep-in of English language terms into the day-to-day vocab of French speakers. Bioware have announced new details of their long-awaited fourth Dragon Age game in a blog post on their website. The latest installment will be titled Dragon Age Dreadwolf, after the game's central antagonist Solus, who was introduced in Dragon Age Inquisition. In the post, a Bioware representative had this to say about the character. Some say he might be an ancient elven god, but some say not. Others say a betrayer of his people. His motives are inscrutable and his methods sometimes questionable. A player of dark and dangerous games. There's still no release date for Dragon Age Dreadwolf, which was first announced back in 2018 and has reportedly been in development since 2015, with rumours that the game has been rebooted and reworked several times behind the scenes. Check out the show notes for a link to the full post. And finally, for the third time, someone has been banned from the multiplayer mechanised combat game War Thunder forums for leaking classified military documentation to win an argument. Luke Plunkett at Kotaku, who has covered all three major leagues now, said that this time it was Chinese armament statistics used in order to persuade the developers to change some of the in-game stats. In July 2021, a player posted what was basically the operations manual for Britain's Challenger 2 main battle tank, and in October of that year, another player posted documentation for France's Leclerc main battle tank. Developers Guy Jin said in a statement issued to Kotaku that they could see players thought they were trying to help, but this sort of leak will result in an immediate ban. Our community managers immediately banned the user and deleted his post as the information on this particular shell is still classified in China. Publishing classified information on any vehicle of any nation at War Thunder forums is clearly prohibited and the game developers never use it in their work. While we understand that our players want the game to be as realistic as possible, we kindly ask them not to do anything illegal and jeopardise their safety, as well as the safety of our community team members. The developers of War Thunder do their best to research information on vehicles using legally available tools, and scandals like this are clearly not useful for our efforts. If you want to read back through this quite funny tactical scandal, and hey, all's fair in love and war, check out the Kotaku article in the show notes. That's it for news. Here are the games you'll be able to pick up this week. Nintendo are continuing to release classic Star Wars games on the Switch with Knights of the Old Republic 2 coming this Wednesday. This action RPG by Obsidian Entertainment was a fan favourite when it first released in 2004 and came out in a time that some consider to be the golden age of Star Wars games. It's set 4,000 years before The Phantom Menace and has a solid story, fun gameplay and a great choice system. It'll be out on Switch on the 8th. And dropping on the 10th is the latest Mario spin-off, Mario Strikers Battle League. Much like the other Mario sports game, this one is basically Mario soccer with a heap of extra powers and modes to play around with. Like always with Nintendo first party releases, this looks slick and polished and a lot of fun, but I'm skeptical after Mario Golf Super Rush and Mario Tennis Aces both felt a little undercooked. Either way, I'm looking forward to seeing how this latest sports game stacks up when it releases on Switch this Friday. Also out Friday is Supermassive Games' latest release, The Quarry. It's an interactive horror game that is somewhat of a spiritual successor to 2015's Until Dawn. It takes place in a classic horror setting, with nine young campers having to last a night in the wilderness. These games aren't for everyone, being basically point-and-click cutscene adventures, but Until Dawn has a really passionate fanbase, and this latest game looks stunning and has a great cast. The Quarry is coming to Xbox One, X and S, PlayStation 4 and 5, and PC on the 10th. If you've got 15 minutes, we'll catch you up on the gaming news each Sunday on Walkthrough. This has been Walkthrough by Sifter. My name is Kyle Paletto. Thank you so much for listening. Sifter is produced by Nicholas Kennedy, Fiona Bartholomeus, Kyle Paletto, Daniel Ang, and Adam Christou. Mitch Lowe is senior producer and Gianni Giovanni is our executive producer. Thanks to Brian Fairbanks from Salty Dog Sounds for composing the walkthrough theme tune. Thanks to Omni Studios for their support of Sifters 3 podcasts. And if you want some good critical analysis and reviews of the hottest new games, why not give mainstream Sifters Review podcast a follow? each episode, we discuss in-depth new titles from AAA games to smaller indie hits. It's all covered on mainstream, available now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, sifter.com.au or wherever you like to listen. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back with more news next Sunday.